Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. On this week's episode of Damsels in the DMs. Dear Damsels, I've started seeing someone and I think it's getting serious, but it's really hard to tell. We met around three weeks ago and we've been in constant communication and we've been going on dates around two to three times a week. I always get nervous once it reaches the two-month mark because I always seem to lose them after a couple months of consistently dating. Thanksgiving is around the corner and I hate going home and getting a billion questions asked about my dating life. I don't even know what to tell my family because every time I tell them about someone, they seem to disappear after a couple of weeks. How do I keep this guy around so that we can move on to the next stage of dating, which is being exclusive? Question mark. Help. Can't keep a date. This message is intended as a reminder that we are not licensed professionals, not psychiatrists or psychologists. If you have a serious problem, please seek professional help. The National Suicide Hotline is 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. There's some damsels in the DM. Yes, queen. <laughs> Tell us what's the vibe. Uh-huh. What's the there's some damsels in the DM. Yeah. Yeah. Please tell us what's the vibe. DMs, DMs, yeah, we see them. Yeah, we read them. DMs, DMs, we don't need them. We just leave them. Please. Yeah. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Damsels in the DMs. I'm Lauren. I'm Ash. And I'm Alejandro. And we're still on three different time zones for those who are wondering. We are. I mean, it's going to one more month and then at least me and Alejandro are going to be on the same time zone and it's going to be a lot easier scheduling things. Yeah. When do you go back to L.A., Ash? I'm landing November 13th. Okay. So it's a Sunday. How long are you staying in L.A. for? I have a wedding in uh, Cancun in December, so I guess a month. And then from there, I'm going to go back home to Botswana. And then I think I'm going to come back to Europe and then uh, come to New York. Woo. Yeah, I'm ex- honestly, I'm kind of excited to go back to LA. I was doing my morning pages today and I was like, I'm really missing my routine, of course, and my friends and just like my home and like the city. I feel like I have a whole new appreciation of LA now. Yeah, me too. I totally feel like my love is rejuvenated for LA. Your love that was like already so good. I know. But like when I when I first came to New York, I was like pretty excited about coming, I think. Like I felt like, okay, I've done everything I can do in LA. Like let's go see what New York does. And then obviously knew I was going to come back eventually. But it's so funny how prideful people are about New York. Like you cannot say anything insulting about New York to people who are like New Yorkers. Like I mentioned that people ask me like, oh, how are you liking it? I'm like, I like it, but I miss LA a lot. Part of the problem is that I only see Columbia and my apartment because like my school schedule is just insane. Like I don't eat dinner until like 11 o'clock at night um, by the time that I get home. Yeah. So anyway, like people be like, oh, so how do you like it? And like, well, I miss hiking. I miss the sun. I miss driving. And um, they're like, well, you could go hiking in New York. Like you just have to like take a train or like drive like an hour upstate. And then then you, there's great hikes. Like it is not the same as getting in your car and driving 10 minutes to like a beautiful hike with an ocean view. Like I, I get that New York is great, but we can let LA just have that one little thing guys. 
I agree. And LA has more than that. And I'm only just realizing now, but once I get back to LA and I have my little LA fun, I'm like, okay, well, New York. (laughs) I was reflecting on like the constant grind that everyone is on. And I'm sure it's the same as in New York, but (sighs) I feel like we're all flowers. We need sunlight to blossom and grow and flourish. And uh, part of that process such experience requires the landscape that we have here but yeah I mean I'm saying this now as I'm like my eyes are still groggy I'm like I feel like my voice is still scratchy from waking up early but I like that we have like different time zones going on this is a fun adventure and trying to coordinate getting these uh meetups together but it's always cool catching up what I like about LA also is the way how people are so centered around the industry and it's like everywhere you go somebody's an actor somebody's a writer somebody's a director or somebody's trying to be that like it is just very creatively fulfilling that everybody's kind of on the same journey and New York like there's a lot of that as well but it's a little bit more spread out I think and people have like a more broader scape of career paths I love how in LA like you're in an Uber to the airport and your driver is an actor who's been on Broadway. <laughs> like it just, it's just such a fun adventure there. And speaking of succeeding in the industry, Alejandro, you have been going wild doing so many different projects. Please tell us. <laughs> it's been really fun. It's been so much fun. Um, last week I was in a stage reading of a uh, play of a screenplay uh, by Isabel Cervantes that was called Las Coloridas Coloradas and or no Las Coloridas Coloradas what does that mean oh my god you see that I'm not even making any damn sense and it's this early that I didn't even say the right title it's Las Coloridas Calaveras <laughs> which is this beautiful story uh, about a character who finds her voice as a musician uh, by tapping into her love of mariachi music that she grew up with, but really finding her voice and using it quite literally. Whereas before or early in the story, she thought that she was going to be like either a guitarist or a violinist for this mariachi group. So there's some love triangle tension that takes place. And Luis Iga is the one who directed and produced it. So we shall see how things go from there. And then daddy date, is in uh, Hollywood Short and Sweet competition, which is a 10-minute one-act theater competition. And it's an all Puerto Rican cast written and directed by Teddy Alexis Rodriguez. That's been a really great and exciting experience to just be on stage with a live audience and have that interaction. And we have semifinals at the end of October. Hopefully that gets us into finals, which is that weekend. And then, yeah, there's a short film by Mike Talplacido called To Ken With Love that we're filming this coming weekend. So it's definitely been a busy few months, but I just love being able to connect with people, kind of like what you were describing, where like everyone is somehow tangentially involved in filmmaking and to be able to grow and connect and express myself or at least bring something to the table that might be helpful for someone else is really cool. And speaking of daddy dating, it's cuffy season, y'all. Oh, yes. So have either of you heard of cuffing season? We, we are in cuffing season, aren't we? Well, we've talked. No, I think we're in uh, drafting season. We're in, well, it's the whole cuffing season, but we're in the drafting era. Well, actually, we're in the tryouts right now. 
Oh, I love this. I love this whole thing. So can somebody walk us through, because I think that the common um, conception of cuffing season is that it's just like the winter when the holidays come around and that's when you, you know, find your partner, you settle down, but, but, but it happens much earlier. So can somebody walk us through that, please? I love it. I think it's hilarious. So according to the cuffing season schedule, we have scouting, which takes place between August 1st through August 31st. Then we have drafting season, which is September 1st through the 30th. Then tryouts are October 1st through 31st. So now we're in tryouts season, but after comes preseason in November, cuffing season is December through January. Playoffs is January through February. And then we have the championship game on February 14th, Valentine's Day. <laughs> and then you end it so you can repeat the cycle. Well, so you <laughs> have hot girl summer, right? Exactly, necessarily, <laughs> duh. Yeah, I had heard, I've heard of cuffing season. Obviously it's uh, it's talked about a lot, but Alejandro, when you sent the schedule to us in the group chat, I lost it because I didn't know that there was a whole process to it. And I didn't realize that it takes you all the way to championship to the championship game, which is Valentine's Day. This is so genius. Whoever made this schedule is. Just- I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think to put it in like layman's terms, so when you're in the drafting season, you're building your roster, you're finding out all the potentials who can pe- potentially engage to later perform in the playoffs. And now that we're in tryouts, we're just like you know, going on dates, we're seeing how people perform in competition with the rest of the roster. Am I correct? Yeah. So I think scouting actually was those like swiping on hinge or going out to bars and, um, you know, finding people in bars. And then the next one, which is drafting, I think that's when you're actually going on those dates um, and setting up all these dates and just building your roster, as Lauren said. And then the tryouts, I think if it makes it a couple of weeks, you, you know, maybe introduce them to your friends and see how they do with your friends. Preseason, no idea what that is, but I think that's still the same thing. You introduce them to more people, see if they can hang, um, see if they can maybe do like one of those, like go getaway weekends with your friends, you know, like mm. a little ski trip or something. All getaway weekends, check out yes. the there you go. I think that includes like going on, like maybe for Thanksgiving, seeing if they can like, fit into like a special holiday or like a friendsgiving yeah because you don't want to bring them all to your family can you imagine like if you brought them to like you're like okay family we're gonna stage out thanksgiving dinner we're gonna do sides uh, in the beginning then we're gonna have appetizers then hors d'oeuvres is a separate section and you bring a different guy to each yeah. section oh my god <laughs> my family would not do well with that i think my mother would faint <laughs> And then we've got the coughing season, which I think you actually choose someone and you're with them, you know, you're cuffed up with this one person, Um, you know, it's cold, it's winter, you watch movies, you stay in, you do all the cute winter things. And then playoffs are to see if you make it between that January to February. I think that's when you're like, okay, is this relationship going to last or are we going to make it? And then the championship game is if they do something for you for Valentine's Day. So if they plan a date for you, or if you actually hang out on Valentine's Day, rather than like just a text being like, oh, happy Valentine's Day. Like if they actually like set something up. That's the winner. That's the winner. I'm dead. And I love the asterisk at the end where it says this schedule is subject to change based upon feelings. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) 
yeah yeah disclaimer if your feelings don't uh add up to this cuffing season then ignore everything we're saying in this episode but i think that it's a good time and if no one's on the roster that's okay too um so ash alejandro are you in the tryouts section of cuffing season no oh my goodness no What a quick no. And what a disgusted no. He's like, oh, God, no. No. So, Alejandro, is that because you don't buy into cuffing season? Um, I think there could be some legitimacy to the cuffing season schedule. However, my mind just isn't even on that. So, where it's like, it's really cool just to be able to focus. And there are some days where I fall out of my routine and I get overwhelmed by like, you know, trying to keep my head above water in terms of balance and, yeah. you know, uh, also finding time for peace. But Ash, what about you? Yeah, redirect it to me. Why don't you real yes. quick? Yes, I shall. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if I truly believe in cuffing season and the schedule. I think the schedule is hilarious. But, and I actually, if I'm still single next year, I do actually want to try this out from the yes. start of the season and like and do it. we like do an episode recap? Like a yes. like section of the season? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. If I'm, if I'm single uh, this time next year, I want to start with from each season and we talk about it. I want you to do that. Me too. <laughs> okay. We'll do it. <laughs> I'll just, if I have a boyfriend at that time, I'll just break up with him. And I'll be like, yeah. What if I'm like in the corner filming it? And like, I just like have the mic out, like for the podcast. (laughs) I love it. We'll do that. Let us know Uh, on Instagram if we should do that. (laughs) Continue, Ash. So anyways, I am, what are we in the tryouts right now? Oh, drafting. I'm in the drafting seat. I think actually I'm following the schedule pretty closely. No, we're um, in tryouts because right, but I am. System. Oh, we're in tryouts, but I'm in the drafting season. It's a little bit. I'm a little bit behind. Um, okay. but I've been going on dates. I have been enjoying my dates, and it's um with the same people or person. So it's been great. I mean, I took a long break. I took ten days out of you know, and in the tryouts and the drafting season, taking ten days off is like it's like dating suicide. Like done yeah. with that relationship. Yeah. <laughs> Every time my family's in town, I feel like the relationship or situationship I'm in, done, dies, gone. And I don't know why. Well, I feel like your life gets really overwhelmed when your family comes to town. Not just you, but like anyone. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I think so. But I just feel like guys can't take it when they don't see a girl that they're just starting to date for like a couple of weeks or days. Like, at least I'm still texting you and I make an effort like once in a while to go see you. But like my family's in town. So what do you expect? But Whatever. Yeah. I think those are the just type, the type of guys that I was choosing. I've actually um, heard this from a lot of people that like there could be potential somewhere, but then like as soon as you go out of town, the potential fades. Yeah, um, it's like you have to be there to continue the dates consistently. Which like, can you imagine if I were in the dating realm trying to continue going on dates? There would just be no way. But for you, no. Yeah, there would just be no. Actually, time. so. I think there's a difference between men in Europe and men in America. From my experience of dating, the American men, who, like my American, those, my American, the American men cannot handle having a break in the schedule. Like when you go out of town, they replace you so quick and they're done. They like, they do not care. You have to be consistently dating and in town for months on end for this to go somewhere. And I am not, I like to travel. I like to go places. I'm not even from this country. So I go home. The European men, the French men, 
are used to it because they're all traveling all the time. Every weekend they're gone somewhere. So they're used to that. And so I've been able to be like consistently talking to the guy that I've been going on dates with. Like, uh, it's fine. Amazing. No problems. Like texting almost every day and just keeping contact. And there's been no sign of them being less interested in me because I wasn't here. Damn. That's real stuff. That's really good to hear. I'm also curious if the people that you've been going on dates with so far, like how does the potential work for after this? Because I'm curious, like when you're dating internationally and you don't know where you're going to end up, how does cuffing season change? Like if you don't know if there can be a, if you'll be in town for the championship games. You know, I think I'm the one that's like playing this game and I'm not the one who's judging. Mm -hmm. So I think they're actually- just no. <laughs> no, I think they're judging me. It's like they're drafting season, their tryouts. Oh. Like I'm the player in their game because I am the one that's a like not a constant, right? I am going to be leaving next month, going back to LA, and then God knows where I'm going to be. But I feel like I've been pretty open about that. Hopefully they are able to, if I do find my match over here, I'm not so set on it. Like I really have an open mind. I'm going back home. What's the point? of starting something unless there is like a big potential. So yeah, I mean, I'm open to long distance. As long as they are, then we're good. If they're not, then we're good. Damn. But openness sounds important. I mean, I ugh, the pressures. Do you ever experience pressures from family members around like holiday season when it comes to like questions about who you're dating or who you're talking to or not really? Lauren, I want you to answer this question because I actually want to know, like you've been dating Brian for seven years now. Do you get these questions um, when you go on family holidays, like from both of your sides to both of your families ask these questions? Yeah, what I would say is the more annoying part is that like Brian and I don't always do holidays together. Actually, we've never done holidays together. And part of it is because my parents are divorced. So it already is like kind of difficult to pick like which parent am I going to be with on the holidays that it feels like I'm not going to leave one parent alone just to go be with Brian's parents, like because that just feels like kind of sad to me. So I think this year is going to be the first year that we do some holidays together. We haven't discussed Christmas yet, but I think for Thanksgiving and it's sort of just going to be like a rotation of seeing families and like merging things together. I don't necessarily think that there's pressure, but there's always questions like, why are we not doing holidays together? Because I do think that there's this like societal expectation that you're more serious about the relationship if you do holidays together. And sometimes like I do find myself like comparing myself to other people or comparing our relationship because like they get to do that. But as you guys know, like I usually have somewhat of a nouveau take on relationships and like how they should be spent and how they should impact like your independent life. And I think a lot of that is just because my parents are divorced. So yeah, I'll, I'll let you know if I have an updated opinion on this. What I will say is like we were talking about is their pressure for cuffing season. When I was a serial dater, I feel like I would go through breakups a lot around cuffing season and it would feel extra depressing not to have a boyfriend around this time. Like I would feel the pressure like, oh, I really wish I had somebody and like hearing other people getting like a Christmas present um, or like going out on New Year's Eve with their significant other would always make me feel somewhat bad. And I don't know why 
there is that pressure. Like, I don't know why it feels like you should have somebody around the holidays because usually you're with your family during the whole holidays anyway. So I don't know why people feel like they need to find somebody around that, but I definitely have felt like I do. I blame it on jewelry store commercials. Um, I remember taping on VHS when I was in my youth, the first Jennifer Lopez televised concert. Oh my God, you're so cute. That took place in Puerto Rico. And I think it was around the holiday season. And I remember so many damn commercials coming on TV for like these, what was it, J Jewelers, J K Jewelers, some, something in Michigan. And it was like the same two or three ads that would come on and just promoting this, these beautiful diamonds for significant others. Mainly it was like heterosexual couples that were always showcased, of course. But I think maybe there's some novelty that big companies like that kind of capitalize on when it comes to like creating those sentimental moments that one can have with the with a partner and I mean the holiday season especially Christmas uh, or other significant holidays that pertain to gift giving or special time with others I feel like that has an influence at least on my brain as far as you know the expectation of what one may choose to do when it comes to like special holidays or how they choose to spend their time or how much of a significance uh, one's efforts or actions has on their significant others like perception of the relationship I'm rambling but do you know what I'm saying no I think that that was genius actually to bring it about uh, jewelry stores because I hadn't even thought of that but you're right like the media does have such a strong um, hold on the way that we view holidays that I think it's a, it's a hard to, it's hard to take in sometimes like how we don't even realize how we're being affected by ads. Even when distracted by JLo. <laughs> yeah. It's like these Hallmark cards, Hallmark movies. Like it is very targeted and it is a big money making industry to capitalize or monetize these holidays. Yeah. My mom watches the Hallmark movies like the entire day of Christmas. Like she just watches oh God, one, Christmas movie, one Christmas movie, one Christmas movie, one Christmas movie. Do you feel a uh, certain pressure from your family? Um, you're single. Do you feel like pressure from families on? Are you um, nervous about going home? If you are going home for the holidays this year, are your parents and fa extended family, are they going to be asking you a bunch of questions about who you're dating, what's going on? I'm excited to see my family over Christmas. It's been since the beginning of the year since I last saw them. And I'm not really nervous about explaining where I'm at right now. And, but I do feel like there may be some questions, especially from certain prying relatives. Out There's of love, always, of course. There are always prying relatives. And those are the same mm -hmm. ones that ask me the same questions. Right. But it's, you know... I'm I'm content with where I'm at and my parents and I we're we're pretty close so like I mean yeah they, everyone has at least they have an understanding of where I'm at right now and uh, I feel like everyone should be pretty respect respectful I'm not really Do you think that the um pressures differ in the LGBTQ community versus heterosexual relationships or do you think that it's the same like there's the same pressure in cuffing season regardless of where you fall I mean, if we're talking about like these major holidays, although maybe not to some, I mean, maybe February 14th, that isn't 
part of like the championship game schedule maybe for some i'm wondering like there could be like a totally different lineup in terms of seasons or holidays even like maybe some i know some couples don't even consider valentine's day like an actual thing or it's more like a hallmark holiday hmm. so maybe there might be a like do you know what i'm saying like the road the schedule may have shifted some over the year over the time of the year because of where people kind of place those significant events but um no i don't know yes is there a certain pressure to be single or to be uh have a partner during pride <sighs> some people might want to be single yeah i was gonna say is it better to be single or taken during pride <laughs> I mean, I guess that depends on how much one values being in a relationship or how much one really just wants values to have fun. fun. Yeah. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah. Um, so Ash, what are some things that you've done when you have had these questions around the holidays, like about finding a partner? How have you like combated feeling pressured to find a partner and going on your own schedule? I just never listened to my relatives, to be honest. Like they have their own expectations. I got some questions. Um, I was back in London for the past like 12 days and I saw all my family and I got these questions and it's not even holiday season yet. But I basically say the same thing is, look, I'm looking. And when I find someone, you'll be the first to know. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast will be, so stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> exactly this podcast definitely will be the first to know <laughs> alejandro little uh tidbit for the listeners on combating cuffing season tell him to fuck off no i'm just kidding yeah there uh, you go no that was good please yeah. continue yes take me like that <laughs> that one <laughs> no seriously i mean yeah my thing is like if you don't feel comfortable sharing or if you don't feel like you know putting your business out there also if you're not even participating in cuffing season, you shouldn't, one should not feel pressure either way. And, you know, whether or not you want to share that information, that's totally up to you. So just go on with your I think, I think the championship game or day for me is my birthday. For some reason, it's, can you hear really? me? Guys? Yeah, yeah, we can hear you. Okay. I'm intently listening. It's my birthday. Like I get, very nervous about I don't like my birthdays as I've already said on here I think and I get very nervous about my birthdays just because there's this whole expectation of society for of you to like do something big and do something amazing and have the best day ever but I feel like we should normalize like not doing anything but anyways I feel like it's easier for me to enjoy a birthday if I have a partner because then I'm like okay I'm not alone at least so nobody's going to be feeling sorry for me even though you shouldn't like it's a normal day but like I'll have someone to plan something for me. So that's my championship day or game, not Valentine's Day. I could care less about Valentine's Day. I am happy spending it alone. I'm happy to go see some girlfriends. Like I don't really care about it, but my birthday is that big, the big day. Interesting. I kind of feel you. I'm like of the opposite mindset for my birthday. I'm just like, mm, I, I'm, I don't know. I used to really enjoy like celebrations and things, but now it's just like, nah, nah. Let me cozy up and just not. Yeah. Know. It's like a, a little, it's like a cocooning phase almost that I feel like happens around that time of year. I agree. Yeah. I've, I've definitely is different though. Around the birthday. I agree with that. 
And I think that's interesting because it is like these landmark occasions. Like for some reason, we want the validation of a partner around those times. But even once you're in a relationship, like then there's pressure on how your partner performs on that day. Like what have they done to celebrate the birthday? Like, are they celebrating it adequately? Did they effectively surprise you? Um, (laughs) Like then it all adds up to a different course. And um, then you have to ask yourself, like, what are your expectations on your birthday? Do you have expectations on your birthday or are you a chill girl and you have no expectations and you're just uh, down for whatever, just down to be honored. I'm a chill girl and I have no expectations, but that means that you should do something really big for my birthday. Exactly. That's the thing. That's the thing about chill girls. They always say they want less than they do. Yeah. (laughs) We don't mean it guys. Read our minds. Yeah. duh. (laughs) I'm not a chill girl. I'll just call it out right now. We know. I'm not. (laughs) We know, we know. (laughs) And on that note, should we get into today's letter? Let's do it. We have, dear damsels, I've started seeing someone and I think it's getting serious, but it's really hard to tell. We met around three weeks ago and we've been in constant communication and we've been going on dates around two to three times a week. I always get nervous once it reaches the two month mark because I always seem to lose them after a couple months of consistently dating. This guy really seems interested in me but so have the others in the past, until suddenly they just ghost. Thanksgiving is around the corner, and I hate going home and getting a billion questions asked about my dating life. I don't even know what to tell my family, because every time I tell them about someone, they seem to disappear after a couple of weeks. How do I keep this guy around so that we can move on to the next stage of dating, which is being exclusive, question mark? Help! Can't keep a date. (laughs) okay question is your family in the mafia because why are these people disappearing after you tell them about them i know that's right what like i relate to that though because once i talk about someone and like speak it into the like to the universe and something goes wrong and i ended up i end up getting ghosted or they show a side of them that's like that is not appealing to me or something happens so the the i've kept Uh, I kept someone a secret for one and a half years. Like I didn't tell anyone, just like maybe one or two people. And that went on for two years. Wasn't the best person or the best relationship. It's a New York person, but it still was the longest person that I kept. That's so disappointing when you got to like read through context clues or decipher, you know, whatever sort of correspondence you have with the person. And then you have that buildup or that roller coaster of just like oh, anticipation, thinking that it's going to be such so many sparks and fireworks. But then, oh, how underwhelming and how disappointing to to go through that. Where like, yeah, you you come to the realization that like, oh, maybe I should have just like kept it silent a little longer. But then, ugh, that sucks because it's like you want to share these victories and love and romance with people you care about right but then you also don't want to like speak it too much into existence to the point right. where it becomes like ick or nauseating I don't know <laughs> yeah it feels a little superstitious to me like it, it does just feel like a little bit like this is coming out of anxiety and fear of losing somebody which I don't think is fair for you to have and I think in a way it adds like a whole new pressure to it because then you're afraid to tell your family because if you speak it into existence then like you're afraid it might go away and like I, I would love for it just to be held a little bit more lightly and like if you know that you're going to get a billion questions on it, like maybe we could help you come up with something to say where it doesn't feel like you're revealing something that you're maybe 
not comfortable revealing right now, but like gives you something that it's not like you're necessarily lying about it, but not also that you're putting so much pressure on it. Like, I wonder if you could just say something like, well, it's cuffing season. So the draft perspectives are out, but I haven't landed on who's going to the championships yet. Like if you just said something that was like maybe so wildly vague that people are just like, oh, okay. I don't even know what to make of that. So I'm not going to say something. Wildly vague and very confusing. They're going to be like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. (laughs) Seeing someone or no. Exactly. But I'm curious though, like what if this person is like, what is it? Maybe deflecting or projecting. When they say, I always get nervous once it reaches a two-month mark because I always seem to lose them after a couple months of consistently dating. What I'm saying is, what if they're actually the ones losing interest and they're feeling the opposite? Or like they're feeling that from another person, whereas like really it's just like internally. Oh, like they're feeling like the person is pulling back, but really they're pulling back. And they're projecting on the other person. Yeah. Like what if that could be a thing? Mm. It really could be. Yeah. I do this thing where, uh, or I used to do this thing where I would start, if I notice any signs of them pulling back and mind you back in a couple years ago, the sign of them pulling back is that they just don't respond like, you know, within the first like few yeah. of hours or they're taking more time to respond. That's a sign that used to be a sign of them pulling back I would immediately shut down and put up my walls and be like well I'm going to do it like twice as much like I'm going to look completely uninterested in you and then that obviously pushes them away because they're like okay well you don't even like me so why why am I going to try yeah no timeliness matters and like if you go from having like a regular correspondence or rapport that's like spitfire just like all right let's do this and then to change it up it's like okay yeah i get life happens or if like work isn't in the way of corresponding whatever that happens but i don't know it's it's, it's, consistency is important i think consistency is very very important so and i also wonder if you're doing something when it gets close to the two-month mark that's coming off desperate or coming off like you're clinging onto it like what about you is also changing when it gets nearing that point because like you might be giving off some type of energy that comes off as like anxious or like you're trying to get really serious or fear of losing them around Mm -hmm. two months that you're not even like understanding or rationalizing. This actually happened to me recently in an interaction with Brian where like I was blaming him for something that I didn't even look at like what my part in the matter was. And then when it realized like, oh gosh, I'm doing this particular thing that I didn't even realize I was doing, like it really opened it up to Brian and like Brian really appreciated when I was able to call this out because I think so often we're afraid to be self-aware or we're afraid to like admit to negative qualities about ourselves um, because like we're the protagonists in our own story. But I think that sometimes it can be really powerful to understand when you're doing something in an interaction that potentially cuts it off or makes people feel a certain way. And once you can like acknowledge that and honor that, I think that that can really help your relationships to progress beyond this two month period. I agree with that. And I really appreciate the note about self-awareness because I feel like each of us has different capacity. We have different, but strong capacities for self-awareness. And I feel like every time I come on, it's like, I always learn something from each of you as far as just being more self-aware and like 
yeah not just not being so like oh it's it's this or that it's trying to figure out like well what am i doing that could be making me feel this way or what could i do differently that could help the situation yeah yeah i think self-awareness is super important and for the last question that they asked which was how do i keep this guy around so that we can move on to the next stage of dating which is being exclusive Mm -hmm. is that you can't like nothing that you don't have control. I've actually said this a lot in the past. Like you don't have control over anyone else, but yourself, like you can't control how they feel about you. The only thing is just be the truest version of yourself and don't try to make someone like you. Like if they like you, they like you. If they don't, they don't like, you can't control that. Just be as genuine as possible. And I would say further, even don't try to make somebody stay. And that's actually a mistake that I made a lot when I was a serial dater is that I was so obsessed with having a boyfriend that I put more emphasis on trying to get somebody to stay with me than I did on cultivating the actual relationship. And that's a regret that I think about a lot. So I would just make sure rather than like clinging on so tightly so that it gets beyond this point, how can you continue to enjoy it? And how can you continue to revel in the moment rather than Um, unwittingly pushing the person away by your need to cling on to them. I think that's going to be important. And it's also on the note of self-awareness, why sometimes I bristle when we talk about like fuck boys or when we talk about like always dating the same type of person. Because I think when people do that, we forget to look in why we're doing that. And we forget to look in like we have just as much of a stake in dating the same person over and over again as the same person existing in the world. So I think like in those types of situations, in this type of situations, it's always important just to take a look in and say, hey, what's my part in this? And do like Bruce Lee said, make sure you move like water. I feel like that kind of builds upon what you two were both saying as far as just not forcing things, just accepting people for where they're at and figuring out how you're going to not adjust your behavior or actions or words, but just whether you want to continue aligning yourself with that other person or not, like that's totally up to you. But just when people, what's that, how does that go when, when people show you who they are, believe them, isn't that? Oh. That's a, a phrase of some sort, but. That seems applicable in this case. So don't rush it. Just move like water. That'd be my take. When it comes to cuffing season, tread lightly and move like water. There you go. That's right. (laughs) Well, everybody, thank you so much for coming and listening to another episode of Damsels in the DMs. Please let us know what you're enjoying hearing, who some of your favorite guests have been, um, what more you'd like to hear about from us. If there's certain topics that you think like, oh, I wish you guys would talk more about that. We're starting to schedule in our season three. So please let us know because we want to be giving you guys content that you're interested in. And if you have any guests that you want us to bring on, we would love to you know we're open to all ideas and we're always open our inbox is ready for these letters that keep coming in so keep on sending them and please subscribe rate and review on both apple and spotify the giveaway is still open so we are still looking for those um amazing reviews if you guys can give it to us they don't actually have to be amazing about the content we're all here for the honesty and self-awareness so let us know how you think it's all going all right everybody well thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of damsels in the dms until next time it's going down in the dms bye DMs, DMs, we don't need them, we just leave them. Please, yeah. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.